You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello. Welcome back. Episode 3 of Area 52 podcast. Uh, I am Marcus, joined once again by my co-hosts, Danny and Eric. Say hello. Hello. Hey, guys. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> I like it. You know what? I take that back. It's kind of like... What's up? <laughs> uh, let's try this again. Welcome my hosts, Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> and Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. Um... Let's let's start. I mean, you know, we have we have an idea of what we want to do, but let's be fair. It probably won't happen. We're probably going to talk gonna about be, a whole bunch of we're stuff. We're going to try we, really hard, you guys. Me and me and me and Danny. I can't speak for Eric because he he doesn't live there. But I know that me and Danny were up late last night uh, doing research. We did some some research on. Uh, well, here's how it works, and everybody who I who, looked at various things on the internet. Yeah, and if you're. And, it, as all things on the internet, you fall it's hard down. to know, and it's hard to know what's fact and what's fiction. Sure. I mean, everybody kind of has a different account of things, so yeah. just sometimes take it with a grain of salt. So what you so, but but we like we started off on one thing, and then just kind of tumbled down uh, down the um, the rabbit hole, if you will. Uh, and found a whole bunch of stuff. So I've, I've got some stuff on my mind that we want to talk about. But before we move on anymore, last time uh, on the podcast, we started off saying, oh, we can't wait because The Walking Dead's going to start tonight. And let's go find out who Negan kills in six fucking months. Are you <laughs> shitting me? That's what they did to us. Every Walking Dead fan knows what we're talking about. They know how they do this. We literally on that podcast... Called him out and said, well, they're fucking not going to do it. There's like 1,300 videos on YouTube of like people breaking down the scene and like telling you who Negan kills. They don't, I don't think they even know. Yeah, I know. You can't tell because yeah, jump cuts and all that stuff. But there's like, there's tons. Just go Google it and you can watch all these people like, oh, clearly Negan killed this person. Yeah, Shut I up. saw, I saw yeah, one. I'm going to become like, one of them. Yeah. When you watch like the. <laughs> Like, yeah, if you listen, if you slow the audio down, you can hear Maggie scream Glenn's name or you can. And like, here's here's the thing that nobody takes into account is that in the real world, uh, the, the they're not really writing because the characters matter or because it's good for the story. They're writing based on who has two more years on their contract and who needs to go make a movie. And. Yeah. You know, I and I think you you said this when we were talking about it at my house. You said um, that you heard they they filmed the actual yeah, yeah. ending. Yeah, the the guy who plays Negan uh, after the the show came out, he was like, I didn't even know that it was going to end in a cliffhanger because we filmed the scene, like we filmed who who gets killed, like the they got it in the shots and everything. And he's like, I had no idea it was going to be a cliffhanger until I just watched it. Now they didn't tell me, so I think that. I think they they got cold feet and they're like crap. What if people hate it and they turn on the show, and we we lose a bunch of viewers? Let's play it safe and we can talk about it and then we can decide because now they can choose who dies. Like maybe that maybe he does kill Glenn like he does in the comics. Spoilers. Who cares if you didn't already know that? Uh, maybe they do kill Glenn. You know, but then they freak out. Now they can kill anybody. They could literally kill anybody in that group and and play it safe because they didn't right. show us. And and if you if you guess. Then you kind of have to guess based on real world factors. You can't guess based on like the show because they don't. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So you have to go. Okay. Well, they probably won't kill Rick because Rick is the main character. He's our he's our protagonist. We follow Rick, right? They probably won't kill Carl because chances are we're not going to bash in a child's head with yeah. a baseball bat, and chances are we're not going to kill a woman, yeah. especially a sick pregnant one or one who is. Uh, any kind of race, and the yeah. other women that are there are two are two black women and a Hispanic woman, yeah. and I don't think that a white man's going to do that. And I'm talking real world things. We exist in a world where people are PC and people are sensitive, so they have to make these decisions not necessarily based on the good of the show. Yeah. So then you go through the characters, and you're like, all right, well, if it's Glenn, it's obvious. If it's Abraham in that scene, it's obvious he wanted it, right? Yeah. Uh, if it's Daryl, we we talked about this. Like the character of Daryl. Um, Norman Reedus, 
He's got movie after movie coming out. He's got another series coming out. It would make sense that he would be off this show so that he can go do other things. Yeah. But in the context of the Walking Dead universe, that's a shitty death for a character that everybody's been behind for seven seasons, and then it's just his death's a cliffhanger, and then you come back and he gets killed, and then the rest of the season happens. This is how you can tell it'll be Daryl, because the first episode of the next season in October will be like a a flashback Daryl episode where we learn more about Daryl's backstory, and, and then, then he like dies at the end. Like if it starts it off all about Daryl, then he's the one who dies. Uh, who knows? I think that they set it up, the, the two clear choices in that group, if you're Negan, if you're doing this for the, is uh, Eugene. They set up his kind of goodbye to Rick. And they, he gave him his, here's your bullet. Yeah. And then uh, the other dude that they kind of made you forget was there, uh, Aaron. He, yeah, yeah. They know they started showing everybody else's face. Eeny, meeny, miny, miny. And they just they kept fading him out. Like, forget he's here. So they can kill him off. And and it kind of comes full circle because he's the one that brought him to Alexandria. And then, you know, they have to go back to Alexandria. Aaron Kieran's dead, and that's all stuff. Who knows? You know Boy, who he should kill is that annoying the teenage show. girl. <laughs> the whole Enid? show. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so <laughs> many. That's one of the problems with this show. There's so many horrible characters. That yeah. you just don't care if they live. Yeah. I don't care if you get eaten by a zombie. All those, all those people, the family that they just killed off in the uh, the mid season break. Mom, yeah, the little kid, <laughs> and then my... they come back from a from a mid season break and they eat the kid. Yeah, and the mom, and then the other kid gets killed and or just sword like, in the like face six or whatever. Months later or something like that. Like it's just like everything's good now. Yeah, it's like you just ate a family. And before I think the commercial. they did that same exact thing that you were talking about. They they did six months and they're like, oh, nobody likes Rick and this lady's romance. This is awful. Nobody likes uh, these kids. They're yeah. becoming jokes. So let's let's kill them. And then, oh, Rick can get with Michonne, and we'll just kind of forget that Rick keeps jumping from lady to lady because they keep getting eaten. Yeah. I don't know. I. Whatever. It's a show, but you know what? It, it's it's kind of bullshit when you have a whole bunch of people who, you know, they they enjoy this, they watch this, they want to they want to tune in and get answers, and I don't want to. F- it, it's bullshit. I got to come back in six months just to find out what some little thing, and then you're going to string me along for another 12 episodes until something else happens. And I, I talked to some people online. I don't know, read the comics. They're telling me all this cool stuff about this place called The Kingdom and this guy oh, yeah, who's yeah. got like a tiger. And it's like there's these people. Uh, somebody was telling me about these people in the comics called The Whispers who like wear zombie skin and like whisper to each other. And that's how they talk. They use zombies as weapons. And I'm like, yeah, tease that shit. Yeah. Don't just, hey, there's a guy on a horse. Like, give us a little bit more. I don't know. Who am I? I don't make the show. Whatever. Fuck you, Walking Dead. If we did, it would be better. <laughs> I don't know, because people would bitch at the choices we made. Yeah, what do they know? What, does, what do any of us know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, whatever. That was, that was kind of some bullshit. Uh, oh, and then we watched WrestleMania last week, which was pretty big show. I enjoyed the WrestleMania, had some big moments. Overall, it was, uh, you know, it was fine for a five-hour wrestling event. That's how long it was. Four hours and 52 minutes for just the main show. There was like a two-hour pre-show. The people that were there had to be there for eight hours. It's longer than my church. <laughs> how, long, how long is church? Just three? Yeah. So it's almost, it was like two churches. Ugh. One church. Ugh. How do you do that for three hours? Church of the... I, I sleep for some of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So now that The Walking Dead's out of the way and we don't have to talk about it, think about it forever, let's talk about kind of some of the things we wanted to talk about this week. Eric, you have a, you have something that you brought in? Uh, well, I just... I did my the research that I was assigned from last week about the, the Bigfoot um, National Guard story. Okay. Um... Yeah, it was. I I don't know. There's some parts of it that I'm like, oh, that 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 actually makes sense. But then there's parts of it that I'm just like, okay, whatever. You want me to just give you like a reader's digest yeah, yeah, version yeah. of this? Let's, okay, let's, let's talk about this. So it starts off as a, a letter to the guy who wrote this article. It says, "Dear Sean, I know this is sounds like something out of a penthouse forum, <laughs> but everything I'm about to tell you is true." That was from Seinfeld, actually. Uh, but it does start, "Dear Sean." Basically, what happened was there was a fire on Mount St. Helens. 
the National Guard got sent up. This group of National Guard people, the guy who writes this letter in, gets sent up higher onto the mountain. And when they get up there, there's already guys up there with guns, and they're, like, guarding this tent. And so they're like, well, okay, whatever. So while they're guarding this tent, uh, a military vehicle shows up, and uh, a high-ranking military guy gets out, and a normal civilian guy gets out. They walk into the tent. A few minutes later, the the military guy... And the civilian come walking out of the tent with Bigfoot, basically a Bigfoot, and a, th- li- a live one, a live one. He's he's burned up and he's beat up and he's been bandaged and like taken care of, but he's still alive. And what I thought was weird was in the story the guy says that the civilian could speak to the Bigfoot, like he they were speaking a language that this guy had never heard before, um, which kind of goes to your point of like you know. If I had to guess who the civilian was, I would guess that he's like some kind of Native American, like somebody who grew up in the woods, knew these things were around, like their people talked to them and things like that. Um, but he says that the civilian and the Bigfoot could communicate with each other. So basically, uh, this unit of National Guard guys went around in this, this uh, followed the Jeep around with the, the military guy, the civilian and Bigfoot, and they would go to caves. And they would get to a cave, and the Bigfoot would come out and make a call to the cave. And so they get to the first cave, no noise. So they go to a second cave, and he makes the call. And a few minutes later, he gets a call back from inside the cave, and um, like another Bigfoot comes out, and he's like really badly injured. Like really bad uh, from this fire, I suppose. Um, And he was actually so bad that apparently the National Guard guys like shot him, put him down. And then they like put him in the back of the one of the jeeps and kept going. And they went to another cave, no noise. Another cave, no noise. They came to like the final cave, like five or six caves. Um, and they found another one. And they took him back to the base camp and like started to bandage him and heal him up. Um, and basically, the guy who was in charge of the camp, the military guy, was like, "Look, we know that these things have been out here. Um, they don't bother anybody. There's no need to talk about this." You know, because they're not hurting anybody and we don't want people to come up here and harass them. So, you know, keep your mouth shut. And that was basically the story was uh, the military was like working, was aware of them and was like working with them to like help take care of them and things like that. <laughs> and that's the story. I'm trying to wrap my brain around like just like Bigfoot bandages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if this is a real story, okay, let's, let's just, let's just say to accept that this is a real story and I would love for this to be a real story, but for, to accept that this is a real story, you have to accept that like Bigfoot just came down to a camp full of humans and sat in a first aid tent and like got got bandaged up. Now, like maybe. Yeah. I, I guess you'd. I guess in the according to this story, they have like a higher intelligence than maybe we give them. That, sure, but I I don't know. Well, and I mean, I think that there's something to that. I think yeah. that they're probably. I mean, higher intelligence. Well, the thing is, is and and I know you were doing some research about that last night, and is that there's there's a lot of of Native American belief, but like you were telling me that just like just like us from you know religion to religion or from state to state country to country or what have you that there were actually a a lot of different takes on what these things were yeah and i am here still guys i promise i just don't (laughs) give a shit about the walking dead and let me just tell you something right now during that uh finale as you will I was so upset at the ending. I legitimately I had you, to get up and leave the room. Like, I had to cool down. Let me tell you something, Walking Dead. The only other thing I've ever seen her that mad at is me. And if you... <laughs> how fucking dare you? She got... You did. You I was up, like, so... Oh! And I remember that you... Left. I had to walk upstairs and cool down. Like, I had to take a deep... Like, a couple deep breaths. I contemplated going for a nice drive. But honestly, I was so upset. They just, they just could not, they just couldn't do it. They had, they couldn't give us what we wanted. They couldn't, I don't know. It was just such a cop out. So I was upset. So yeah, I don't give a shit about The Walking Dead. I thought you were upset with like something that Marcus, I'm not going to lie because I don't like confrontation. I was like, I think Danny's angry at us. (laughs) And I was like sitting over here. I was like, oh man, did we say something bad? (laughs) No, it's not you guys. It was, 
This time anyways. No, honestly, it was, I, I just, that show, it gets me every time. I don't know why I come back to it. Um, and I still don't know why I'm talking about it now, but I just had to clarify why I was a little bit silent. I just couldn't even talk about it. I, I think it would have just got my blood boiling. So, uh, now that we're on to Bigfoots, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, a little more level headed and I'm ready to talk. All right. So yes. Um, tell me what in different, what found. I kind of looked up a little bit of the native American lore behind Sasquatch and Bigfoot, so to speak. And forgive me if I slaughter this word but i believe that the origin of the word from was from their word sasquek or man of the mountain and i hope that i'm not saying that incorrectly but well and but that's how we get our words you, you say sasquatch <laughs> yeah. one of them sasquatchers yeah. <laughs> they're like no it's sasquek yeah sure. and, we, and, and now it's like that is the name and every time an indian hears it they're just like oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah. These stupid white people. Yeah. Gotta get a burrito and a quesadilla for the Sasquatch. <laughs> all right. Sasquatch. Yes. And what was that all Native Americans? Now, was that a certain tribe? No, I believe that that one, uh, that one I don't know that it was specific to a tribe. Like I said, I was reading several different things. And there were some where they said some Native American tribes, and they would list it that way. They wouldn't tell me, you know, whether it was the Sioux or the Navajo or the Hopi. There were, now I did read up on the Hopi. That one I could find a lot more specifically what they believed versus other ones. But some um, Native American tribes see him more so like an animal. They kind of just think, oh, he's just, he's he's an animal that lives in the forest who eats and sleeps and, and poops and does all the, you know, cares for his family. And then others see him as a spiritual being. And he's, he's much more highly regarded in that sense. Um, thought to carry messages or kind of be an omen. Other people have, and I, when I say other people, again, I'm just being general in uh, Native Americans beliefs when I say this. And if anybody is more versed in that than me, please let us know. And please let us know what you know. Can I throw out a theory real quick? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. and I, I okay. had a thought too. Please go ahead. Um, okay, so I've been smoking a ton of weed today. And by, <laughs> and by that, I mean I went to church and I took a nap and I woke up an hour ago. Well, then I went to church too. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so, so all of these different Native American tribes kind of have this legend, right? Of yes. like this big thing. Yeah. So what if, because I know that, because um, uh, I learned at the zoo one time that uh, certain primates are like more susceptible to diseases that we carry. Um, so like, I, like if you work with the gorillas or the primates, like you always yeah. have to wear gloves, you have to wear a mask because um, if they catch some of the things that we can carry, yeah. it kills them faster and it affects them differently. Oh. So what if like there was a time where Bigfoots were like, like buffalo, you know, like they were, there was more of them. Mm-hmm. And when the European or the European people came over to America and brought all those diseases that, that wasn't off. here in America, yeah. mm. they were more susceptible because the Native Americans would get them. The Native Americans right. knew about the Bigfoots. Right. They would pass send them, them up on. into the forest yeah. or something. And so it just like wiped, because I mean, think about how many Native Americans died because the Europeans brought those diseases over that weren't here at all. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have these new diseases that are introduced to an ecosystem that has a primate in it that can catch those things and it just wipes them out wow that's something i've never thought of so that's awesome and then that that would would be you know if they were of a higher intelligence that would that would be you know stay away from the man yeah they carry diseases oh look there's a diseased man i better get away from it that's why it never you know and i was thinking while you were saying that same thing i wonder if there is because we kind of as as human beings we kind of just go Sasquatch. Yeah. But we don't just go monkey. Yeah. Right? There's a gorilla. There's an orangutan. There's a chimpanzee. There's a little mandarin thing. Yeah. There's some monkeys that look like they have human wisdom that understand us. And there's other ones that you go, that's just a monkey. That's an animal. And it does. I wonder if there is some sort of Sasquatchian hierarchy where you have the Harry and the Hendersons messing with Sasquatch Bigfoot. You have the Yeti. You have the Skunk Ape. You have... Because we know there's different colors. Yeah. I mean, well... Oh, just okay. like there's people and different races spread across the globe, I would think that possibly Sasquatches could... Different... Yeah, yeah different mimic breeds. that same um, pattern of 
differences and right. um, being specific to their locations that's and why, geography. That may be why none of the sightings, you know, you, you would go, well, why, do, why don't all Bigfoots look the same? Well, why don't yeah. all humans look the same? Yeah. You know, we kind of all think that they're patty from the Patterson-Gimlin right. footage, this big cone-headed thing. But if you go out there and you look now, taking, like you said, everything on the internet with a grain of salt, uh, and assuming that what you're seeing is just what it is, it's not proof of a Bigfoot, uh, and it's not also proof of a hoax, right? It's just, it's a video that purports to show something. So you can go out and on, on the internet, you can find, you know, the Patterson-Gimlin footage. You can find the famous Freeman, Paul Freeman footage, which shows a much heftier beast, something very thick mm -hmm. uh, walking by. There's um, the Paul, what's that guy's name? Uh, the one footage where the thing's like walking by and he gets the side shot of it. It looks kind of like a the ear and a big hairy beast. That's a great video. There's a whole bunch of these. Um, in fact, uh, we'll tweet some out from, from our our, uh, but really, our why page. would a Yeti need to have red fur? Right. You know what I right. mean? So like, that's the thing is like, fur. why yeah. wouldn't they, if it, if it followed what almost all other right. animal species or and, and do it, that are local to their area or native to absolutely. their, they start to, well, they have to blend into their surroundings and they have to be able to receive the nutrients from that area. And so their bodies become. A, a, they, they, they evolve, they adapt. That's exactly. what animals do. So yeah, a Yeti uh, would not need to be yeah, why orange. Why couldn't it be uh, white? Reddish orange. Yeah. And, and, for, uh, and, and also anomalies to that same effect. Like the, the video, I want to say it's either Wisconsin or Minnesota, but the uh, white Bigfoot, the guy, it's oh, been like around the, the for 20 years. The swamp? No, the one that, the one that where he's panning and he sees the face of the white Bigfoot and it moves super fast. Hmm. Um, could that's be a, a crazy video. Could be a mask. Could be a Bigfoot that's white. Um, there's the swamp video uh, where the guy is on his canoe. Yeah, yeah. Which is a fascinating video where he comes up on something that's perched up on a log and it's basically, he's got his back to him, and it's kind of fishing with his one arm yeah. into the ground. And then when it hears him, it kind of lifts itself and steps up off the, the log into the water and wades off into the swamp. But like waist deep, like jumps into the jumps water. Jumps into yeah. the water. It's pretty cool. And then it wades off and kind of disappears. Ooh, yeah, guy, let's tweet that one out. That's a good video. That's a great video. And yeah, we'll tweet that one. pointing out that, that this is a water full of crocodiles and uh, water moccasins. Yeah. And so if you're a dude in a monkey suit... Maybe don't go hang out in a waist-deep swamp. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't idiots, but this guy's in a canoe way back. He can't even get to where this thing is because of the reeds and the the, the trees and stuff in his way. Um, and But that thing's brown. Yeah. Uh, you look at the picture of, like, this skunk ape that, that looks a lot like an orangutan that a woman said she caught in Florida. Uh, that looks different to me than Patterson-Gimlin. Although it's not uh, hard to believe that someone could photograph an orangutan in Florida just based on the fact that it could have been someone's pet. Could have been anything. Yeah. It and it, been... it is a good climate for an orangutan to live Sh in down there. Sure. Unless, but, unless I go again, to this lady's front yard and I see these plants and I go, this is where this was taken and that's how tall it was. Great. I don't know that it wasn't taken at a zoo at night, yeah. some zookeeper took a picture yeah. of the orangutan and said this was some lady. And I, I don't know yeah. that. Um, but there's so many interesting videos showing different kinds of, of Sasquatches. Uh, you know, the, the, the video in the canoe, mm -hmm. for some reason, to me, well, just the, to me, it seems the most legit because it's the only one that shows Bigfoot doing something that's animalistic. Yeah, the way he's hitting the water, there's yeah. a... There's like a if, if I was going to get water as a person, because I don't have huge hands, yeah. I would take both hands and cup the water and then bring it to my face. And you but, wouldn't be able to balance precariously on a log in yeah. a monkey suit doing this at yeah. the same time. Yeah. But he's just got one hand down and he's just kind of doing it, you know, like that. And yeah. like all the other videos you see, they're just walking, you know, or they're hanging out in the tree and you see them and then they're gone. Right. You know, but this was like he was behaving, yeah. you know. So unless you got like he the was in his best, natural environment, yeah, his unless, natural habitat, right. it was and, like a method actor who like got into the character and he's like, oh, how would I scoop the water if I was Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, but why, no, no one would do that. Then, you know, and, yeah, it's it's, and it also again, looks like he's carrying something in his hand when he walks away, yeah, possibly like he, a, fish, a or fish or something, anything that he might have caught. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about last week, where you have to you have to say, what's the intent here? If I'm faking this, what's the intent of me going so far deep in the woods? I mean, yeah, I would say, okay, well, I'm, I'm faking this in a swamp. It's a different environment. But you probably, if you were just going to get 
a video that still wasn't even proof. Like it wasn't that good of proof. It's still kind of, you know, there's not proof that it's Bigfoot. Why would you put your friend in danger by going deep, deep into the swamp and, and okay, go over there, but there might be crocodiles, but just wait yeah. off. And like, I, I don't know. I, I would think that this one seems like you're saying the environment, the, yeah. the way it's behaving. My other favorite one is the one called the Ketchikan Alaska Bigfoot sighting. That's the one where um, a guy's walking along a riverbank. I showed you this one and he sees something which is like, it's like big and white and is that oh, the one the I'm thinking of where it's the sandy? One? Yeah, like it's sandy, sandy colored. And you see him kind of blondish hair. jump down yeah. f- into a tree. Yeah. yeah. And I like that one because it's the, different the color. fur, the, the bulk, the shape, all of it is different looking uh, than something you would expect to be faked or something that you would expect somebody to do if they were going to. And it's it, it's so through the woods. And this is so cool. Is it's it's camouflage, like you said, into the environment that's surrounding it. Its fur is the same color as the reeds. It and is the adapted. Wood. So it's adapted. And there's this shot where he's trying to follow it, and you can kind of see it behind a tree, and it jumps. It like leaps down, and you can see its body leap down. Yeah. If you were wearing a big, giant, bulky suit, and you would have to be on this thing because it's not—it doesn't look long and lean. I can't get the size of it. That's one of the problems with that with some of these videos is that you go, okay, but where, where's the, where's the perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like I need to know how big is that tree and how far away from you is that? And okay, if you're if I'm seeing it, are, am I seeing this? Am I seeing this? You know, yeah. how tall is it? Um, and that, that video doesn't have that much perspective, but you can see it leap, like literally put its foot out and leap a good distance down into like a gully. To me, again, that's not something that somebody in a big monkey suit in a lot of dense trees is going to do without a human's hesitation or a human's, you know, it'd be strange to choose that color for your suit. Like what, what led you to blonde? Well, and where, where are they getting that? They have more fun. You know, like the, the average person doesn't have access to like these high end movie quality ape suits right? Yeah. You know, that are other colors other than black. You know, like if I wanted to go buy a gorilla suit, I yeah. could only get black. That would right. be my only option. So I'd have to like, <laughs> I'd have to go into like my garage and like customize it and do right. all. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. And then for what? That's the, and then again, what's your intent to be called a kook? Yeah. I mean, I guess there's people out there who have done nothing with their lives guys like, and, and these guys get what they get. What's coming to them. Guys like Rick Dyer, uh, Rick Dyer, who was a guy who came out a few times saying he'd captured a big foot, bo- a big foot body. Was that the guy in Texas? I had like frozen or something. Yeah, he had the back. one, and then yeah. and then that turned out to be nothing. It was, and then he did another one where he like, ta- I've taxidermied him and he took it around in a trailer and it turned out to be fake too. And you just go, but, but what to what, what did that do? You made yeah. no money. Nobody's ever going to believe you again. Even if you believe in Bigfoot, it's what I tell people when they ask, like, because we do ghost hopping and people say, well, you know, you, uh, this is fake. We got accused of faking um, a moment on our show when we went to, we were at uh, a mall here in Salt Lake called Trolley Square Mall and Danny and her sister saw a door moving on its own. The door to the place we were at started swaying. It moved back and then it stopped, and then we'd, and we'd ask it to do it. It would move again, and it wasn't the wind, and we knew it wasn't. We were filming it. I mean, it. so much so that I thought I expected someone to walk out. Yeah, it was. Like it was momentum of, like, someone's coming. I thought Mark and Ben were coming out the door. And it was, so it was, it was a legitimate moment. We sat there, and we filmed this door moving back and forth. But in the moment, and, and I, you know, you learn on the fly. We, we do. Uh, neither one of us thought to have to hurry because Ben just hurried and panned the camera to go Ben back up far enough so everybody can see that we're not moving the door because I was like just capture this it's happening just film it and people oh you could have just been down there sliding that sure that's true but for what what would that do me I would get 30 seconds of a fake door moving in a show that featured a lot of real stuff the rest of it it would would be real. So why would I fake that moment? All it would do was make me look non-credible. Mm-hmm. And all it would make me do is, to, is have everything else that I ever captured, which we've captured plenty. I know this stuff is out there. Why would I ever fake it? Because it would just make all of that other stuff seem like bullshit. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're a if you're a dude who fakes Bigfoot, even if you love Bigfoot and then you go out and you fucking find Bigfoot and you bring him into town, people will go, okay, how long does this take you to make? You know, yeah. nobody will <laughs> yeah. ever believe you again. Yeah. And this is something that I thought about because like obviously there are things like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, the Chupacabra, like there's all these different legends and stuff. But I feel like I don't want to use that analogy of a comedy analogy because please. Uh, there are people out there who look for Bigfoot that are not legit at all. Yeah. And I think they actually hurt, like, the idea of Bigfoot being legit thing. Because at yeah. one point, like, science knows for a fact that at one point there was, like, a seven or eight foot tall ape that lived in Asia. Right. Like, so the Gigantopithecus. Idea, yeah. The idea of something that big that is an ape is it's, not... It's, it's, it, it existed. We know right. it did. We have bones. We have right. all this stuff in museums. So we know it happened. But there's, like, people out there, like, weekend warrior Bigfoot people that, like, take away and, like... I don't think any real scientists would ever try to, like, understand this because of these weekend warriors that make it seem like it's it's just a bunch of guys yeah. who, like, sit in their trailer and do pirate radio and stuff. And it's just such a bummer because then there's, on the other hand, a lot of people who legitimately see things. Yeah. They have real sightings. And because of the mockery and what yeah. have you that, that come with those stories, oftentimes, they just won't tell people. Yeah. And so it's like this cycle of... Well, the only people that are talking about it are people who are either generating these fantastical stories that are garbage or they're people who are legitimately having experiences right. and they're not sharing them with us. And, and see, it's yeah. sad. And that's I, I don't know that there's anything necessarily wrong with being a weekend warrior as long as you're respectful. I think the disrespect is the hardest problem with with the paranormal and the supernatural, because to be fair, well, I mean, nobody's an like we said in the beginning, nobody's an expert. You can't go get a degree in ghosts. Or yeah. I mean, you can be a crypto zoologist. But even However, then, it's still you're studying a, myth. Yes, it's still an undefined. Yeah, you don't get to go and genre. And, and today in crypto biology, we're dissecting yeah. your. Do you have your Bigfoot cadavers? Yeah. No, nobody's. <laughs> no, this yeah. isn't real. So, but here's here's the thing, though, right? I'm a weekend warrior. I I saw a show that had been on for seven years, and I said, "Oh, so you have a box that can just talk to ghosts? I'll buy that." And I went out and tried it. And I chose to film when I did, and I found stuff, and we ended up going so far as to say, I mean, Ghost Hopping, the show we make, is a show that literally we make. We mm -hmm. film, sit down, edit. Our friend Derek Gailey writes the music. Uh, David uh, Morrison, who was our, uh, our designer, he would make the graphics and the subtitles, and me and Ben would sit there and edit nine hours of footage down to 45 minutes. It's all made by us. We're not... We're, we're the definition of weekend warriors, well, but respect. And that's what I think you're, pro what you're saying yeah. is these guys and, who and go out there go, we're going to find us a big And foot. what you're hoping yeah, yeah. to gain yeah. from it. And exactly. oftentimes I feel What's like people intent? are gaining notoriety or right. fame and they're not really in it for research. And that's what bums me out because it's like, look, we need people who, out there who want answers as bad right. as we do. And we don't have the funding or the resources. Right. Yeah. So if you have someone backing you like a television station or a network or a program, Utilize that to the best of your abilities. Yeah. And I don't really want to follow you on Twitter to find out where you're going. Right. Where I don't want to, I don't care about your travels and where you guys ate while you're searching for Bigfoot. I want you to show me Bigfoot evidence. Yeah. Go out there and live out there. Right. Live out there for like Les three. Stroud did. I yeah, like, like that. A, yes. Or like, a, like I said, um, you know, Jane Goodall, go out there and live with them mm. in the wilderness. Right. Live there for three days. Let them become accustomed to your presence uh, and well, realize weeks, whatever, that they are going yeah. to more likely open up to you if they don't just think that you're a, a passerby yeah and when i when i i the respect thing i guess when i said weekend warrior i don't mean like the people who like you know they work you know um, uh, another job and then they're like hey this the is what i half ass it is what yeah, you're saying i'm talking about like the guys on finding bigfoot who everything <laughs> is a bigfoot that was, right. uh, basically everybody i was that was just talking right. to yeah. was that i just didn't want to say names but since oh, the cat's care, out of the I'll bag that's exactly what i was talking about that bobo and renee and all those guys are like follow us on twitter and I don't give a shit about what they're doing on Twitter. Yeah. I don't care. I want to, I want to see their evidence, Yeah, but they don't, they don't present anything. They just yeah. talk about right. their locations and traveling. And the, the and real, and that's the thing is that when you really get down to the research of it, it's not TV friendly. Yeah. It's ghost yeah. hunting is not ghost adventures. It's going somewhere and sitting in a house or a basement or an attic or an asylum for eight to 10 hours 
and having maybe a few minutes of activity here and there. Yeah, it's, if you're lucky. It's never, it's never, people get in their heads that you're going to go in a haunted house, you're going to go in the woods, and you're just surrounded by Bigfoot. You just, and I think that's why ghost, and ghost. ghost tours and things like yeah. that, do, haunted tours and things like that do so well, because people think that it happens... Um, all the time exactly yeah. kind of on a, a schedule yeah. like if I go here and I do this then a ghost will appear but yeah. it isn't like like that. I remember when I was in high school and um, ghost hunters came out on sci-fi and I was all excited because I was like oh man I love this stuff and I started watching it and I could never get into it because they would go into things like I remember one episode where the, the lady's like, our house is haunted. And they're like, OK, so they came and they did an investigation and they're like, no, no, your house isn't haunted. Your pipes are old. And so they make a creaking noise and your house settles. And that's what you're hearing. Your house isn't haunted. And I remember thinking, I'm like, OK, well, that's great. Like that you were able to like, like figure Debunked. out what this. Yeah. Figure <laughs> out what this was <laughs> from a television viewer standpoint. I was like. Well, I want everything to be like a demon. Right. And that's why Ghost Adventures is it so works. popular. Yeah. Because they, right. they play it up. Yeah. And they, they make you feel like everything is a demon and it's coming to hurt them. Right. And it's, it, it, it's well, entertainment, but it's not accurate to anything scientific. It's the idea. And it's not always scary. It's the yeah. idea that we have to qualify everything before we before we go there, right? Like, if you go to a place and Pemmy says, this house is haunted, right? Well... If you spend, if you spend most of your time trying to validate that people actually died there, it doesn't really matter because I think, like we said this before, even if you go there and you find a ghost, it doesn't mean that that's them, and it doesn't mean that that's what that is. Yeah. I mean, what we're trying to do is just contact the other side, contact whatever else is out there, contact something else. And you're right, for the most part, it's typically boring. It's just you get an answer, something happens some moment and then you spend the next two or three hours chasing that moment trying to make it happen again yeah yeah you know um this is something interesting that i wanted to kind of put into people's minds and let them think and ask you guys too but why do you think it is that ghosts don't want to be seen well, but or do they and can't yeah. they, can't they, but, are I mean, they right there all the time? People always kind of, and a lot of times you'll hear ghost stories. People kind of describe them as they were kind of behind a doorway and, and they kind of like peeked and then like kind of, you know, went, went back behind the doorway. Like, Oh, don't, Oh, they almost saw me, you know, oh. kind of like little kids do when they're sneaking a cookie or something. And I just didn't know why. Maybe that would, I guess that all depends on what we are to ghosts. Yeah. And that's another thing is what, how do ghosts see us? Do they see us as people? Do they see yeah. us as energy? Like, do they see us as how we see ghosts? Yeah. Do we I, look like a ball of light when we? I don't know. Are in their presence, you or know, that's that's why I think we do this is because you get you like we said it's never consistent. That's why you can't be a paranormal expert because every time you go out, it's not. Oh, There's no here, formula. Here's a ghost. He's talking. It's yeah. like why can you talk and why sometimes are you an orb and why sometimes are you a sound and why sometimes can you be footsteps and why sometimes are you a full body apparition? Um, I always think back to the very first episode of Ghost Hopping we filmed. We were at Shinsei Sushi. Uh, I don't believe it's called Shinsei anymore, but it's up on 25th Street in Ogden. And we had talked to the people there. They told us the place was haunted, and we went in. And did a ghost investigation there that night. And uh, we were sitting at a table, just one of their big tables, um, with a spirit box. And one of the answers, it's in our episode, our first episode, called The Ghost of 25th Street. If you want to look that up on YouTube.com slash ghost hopping, it's toward the end of the episode. We're sitting at a table. And one of the spirit box responses, you can hear the spirit box sitting there. And without, it's the craziest thing. This voice comes through and just goes, how's the ghost hunt? That loud that clear <laughs> how's the ghost hunt and to me that's one of the most fascinating things that's ever happened because i go okay well whatever this thing is it knows what i'm doing it recognized the fact that i am on a ghost hunt so then i have to say okay well if it knows that i'm on a ghost hunt then does it know what a ghost is clearly and if it knows what a ghost is does it know it's a ghost is it saying to me, hey, how's the ghost hunt? I'm right here. Yeah. You finding <laughs> yeah. ghosts? Or is he going, hey, how's the ghost hunt going, guys? Well, if that's the case, does he not know he's a ghost? If he's asking me this question, what am I to him? He's clearly seeing what I'm doing. So where is he asking this from? How is he is he being a smart ass? Does he have do you get to keep your sense of humor? Is he being I hope genuinely you do. Ca yeah. So I 
that's one of those questions to me that where I'm like, this right here is proof of, of something. Seeing me, recognizing me, understanding me. Um, if I, if I, if when I die and I become a ghost and I see people doing ghost hunts, I'm just going to make like ridiculous noises. Is anyone yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just going to be my thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess like that's true. And I think we kind of brushed over this very briefly in our first episode, but maybe not all ghosts don't want to be seen, but I should say it does seem like sometimes apparitions that are seen mm-hmm. um, act startled or like they didn't want you to know that they were there, but maybe oftentimes they can't. Well, we know that they can't always come to you in the form of a full body apparition, but a lot of times I think they're trying to communicate with you. And the only way that they can manipulate their energy is to either, you know, knock on the wall or make a sound or a bang or make a light flicker because that's just the, the strength of their energy at the time. I'm not sure, but yeah, when it comes to full bodied apparitions, sometimes other than the ones that kind of people say, Oh, I just, I turned around and they were right there in my face. Other than that, it, it kind of seems like sometimes they're aware of not wanting to be seen. And I'm not really sure why that would be. Well, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I kind of apply the same logic that you apply to say, well, if, if, if a ghost is a person, then it might think like a person. And if you are in an environment, your house, wherever you live, however you view that, and people come wandering in, you'd probably be, well, maybe some people would be tentative. Like you'd go, okay, who's in my house? And maybe the other people would go, get out of my house. Yeah. So I, I, I think it maybe depends on the person or the yeah. ghost situation. Um, I don't know. I, that's the thing is that you... Without knowing, A, if the other thing is real, and B, if it is real, what its feelings and perspective on us is, it's hard to say what their actions are. You go, do Bigfoot stay away from us because they're scared of us? Because Native Americans told them we had uh, diseases because they're smarter and they realize the white man ruins the forest. Yeah. Yeah, that we're dangerous. Uh, you know, that we're dangerous, yeah. that we're super predators. Um, a threat. A threat. Uh, you know, do ghosts stay away from us because they don't know what we are? Are they confused because they don't know they're dead? Um, do they know they're dead and they peek in on the world of the living, like give visitors? Um, yeah, why sometimes do they show themselves? Do they choose to show themselves? Do they, can is they it only, an accident, is like it a an, glitch? Is it, yeah, is it a glitch? Um, a hologram. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they clearly, you know, there's incidences of like something happening right after batteries get drained or power surges. So, I mean, do they use energy? We, they come across as energy. You can fill them as energy. Um, there are people who believe that Bigfoot uh, is a paranormal being, that it has something to do with ghosts, that it's actually more of a, of a, of a phantom. Although... With as many physical videos yeah. of it moving things, I have to think yeah. that it's some sort of physical beast. Has anyone ever done a paranormal Bigfoot thing? Like, gone out into the woods and, like, tried to get, like... Because, I mean, if Bigfoot is, like, intelligent... Um, right. You know, has anyone ever tried that? Just I think gone that out and there got... are times when... Um, I don't remember which show it was, but I feel like somebody had an EMF detector when they were searching for Bigfoot one time and right. Yeah. Mark, is that not true? Uh, wait, what's a EMF? Uh, it's an electromagnetic frequency oh, detector. Okay. Field, yeah. And or, yes. So, so basically anything would pick up on spikes in the electromagnetic field okay. in the area or, and they use that for ghost hunting. So sometimes that's, they'll validate an event or a sound and they'll say there was a spike in the EF meter because it was, at that time something happened, a bang or something. And then, you know, the red light would go off and they would say, Oh, there was a surge in what was going on here. So, um, I think that they have used those and that's interesting because I do think that that is something that should be considered. Like what if, you know, lots of things like Nessie or, um, more cryptic animals that we know of were actually ghost sightings that we saw like what if we really did see you know people really were seeing like nessie swim through the lake but it was just a ghostly apparition of a past one but you know and that's an that's a, i don't that know opens up a that, whole other uh, bag of whole, worms yeah. so we don't have to go there are right there, now if are we there don't animal want to, ghosts but... are there bear go- like i think they're animal ghosts well, well the, if that's if that's the case why 
Why wouldn't there be at least one sighting of like a fucking phantom Tyrannosaurus Rex walking through? Yeah, we th- we thought that. Why wouldn't we see a if, if a Brontosaurus? If if somebody captures a fucking full body apparition Brontosaurus, <laughs> a ghost sighting. Well, wasn't that's, that what we were talking about? They were th- thinking that they saw Mongolian Bimbe. Mongolian Bimbe. Which Man, is, uh, is that the, the dinosaur in Africa? The yeah, dinosaur the brontosaurus, right? But there's, there's stories not only of the brontosaurus, of the Mokoli and Bimbe, but there are also stories <laughs> of... Bimbe. There are also stories um, from the 1800s. Now, again, stories, are, it's like a game of telephone. Anything from the 1800s, I'm like, those people were dumb. But <laughs> there was a lot of... early 19, Late 1800s, early 1900s, there was a lot of... Um, you know, white men, British Empire, they would go to, uh, play, you know, places in Africa, build railroads, things like that through very dense jungles. And there were stories I remember reading as a child in cryptozoology books about uh, some British colonel that said he uh, something came out of the jungle and rammed the train they were on. And it knocked the cars completely off the track. And he said it looked just like a triceratops. Mm. There are multiple. And you can go and find these. There's been multiple shows where people have gone to Africa and shown tribes that are isolated. And we talked about this pictures and say, is it an alligator? No, I know what an alligator is. A hippo? No. Is it is it this thing? Yes. Oh, that's it. The picture of the dinosaur. So people are seeing something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not being influenced by TV. Um, one thing that I did want to say, we were talking about the intelligence levels of Bigfoot. Now, they, I, I don't know if people really, and again, without a, without a, an actual specimen, we wouldn't know how smart they were, how they interact. But when you look at apes, gorillas, chimps, orangutans, they can learn to communicate with sign language Mm -hmm. and not only just communicate with monkey want ball, but like I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I want to, I can tell you how I'm feeling about this thing. Yeah. And so we know that they can communicate emotion. Um, We know that apes can make noises. We know that they make vocalizations. Most apes make very big, loud chest vocalizations. So what would it sound like? If something was between us and apes and tried to talk. Well, I know a lot of you guys out there might not know. Maybe you don't go this deep, but there are actually recordings of what people believe to be the voice, the vocalization, the talking of Sasquatch. There's multiple recordings out there. If you look up Sasquatch voice, Sasquatch vocalization, uh, any of that on YouTube, you'll find some. That's how we found these. I'm going to play you a couple. Uh, these are all from different people, but they do tend to sound kind of similar. This is this is one. There's another one. They're showing. When this was captured, they had also captured uh, some handprints on their cars. Jeez, like yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Eric. <laughs> that was Eric. The one before was the Sasquatch. <laughs> and then breaking something huge. Um... This is another video. That one was called, I'll tell you what it was, and in fact, we can tweet these videos out. It was called Sasquatch Speaks, rare audio recording. It was from Sasquatch, Ontario. Uh, That's who posted it. Um, This one is from a place called Sasquatch Central. Can I make a play devil's advocate real quick? Sure. Going back to the thing with, like, um, using the paranormal thing, like, 
you, we've said it several times, like not everything's a ghost. Right. Sometimes there's an explanation. Right. And do you think that some of these videos would get more legitimate attention from people if they didn't automatically be like, oh, this is a Bigfoot? Because mm-hmm. what if it's like, what if it's another animal? We have no idea what it is. Uh, sure. See what I'm saying is like, just because you hear s- sounds. Well, because in this same video, uh, the Sasquatch speaks, they were out looking specifically for Bigfoot. They came back, they found footprints. Mm-hmm. There was a handprint on their car, a giant handprint, uh, five fingers, even with nail. Yeah, and we'll, to the point. we should tweet that one too. We'll so tweet you guys this video out. The nail, the nail prints. The nail prints are, are pretty very cool. And they're big. Yeah. They're big, apey, yeah. dense hands. So, sure, it could be anything. Yeah. But here's It'd my. It'd have to be like a dude with a really weird manicure if yeah, it wasn't a Sasquatch. Here's my, here's my take. <laughs> or a on lady that. with some large hands. My, my wife calls me Boomer because I have <laughs> a very loud voice i can speak and project and that's what and i and, and i get that boomer. <laughs> i she's called me boomer for years because i have this booming voice but the fact is is that i am also an impressionist and a singer and i understand all impressions and all singing all it is is understanding where sound comes from you understand that this this sound is up in your head and this sound is down in your chest and this one is in your throat and you understand where things come from and when i listen to that that is a big deep thick chested thing that's going i can't even yeah. do that cuz my voice my voice wants to go up into my head voice like a yeah. like a person in a thin like with a thinner neck yeah. And my chest doesn't barrel out. But when you hear that, that oh, it's a deep resonating sound. Yeah. And, and it's not, and he's not, and he's constant, like he's not focused on making these noises. Right. Like, and it's loud. Yeah. yeah. It's loud. And that's the thing that's so interesting about it is now here's another one. This one is from a man that's uh, from Sasquatch Central. And there's a man named M.K. Davis who is a as a fascinating Bigfoot researcher. He's very big on video and and audio. He's good and with analyzing them. It. That's that's kind of his bag. He has broken down the Patterson Gimlin footage seconds at a time. So it's like he'll have a whole 10-minute video on one stride going, look, if you look here, here's the muscle flexing. Here's the muscle flexing. Jeez. Here's where the muscle flexes. Here's the um the the boobs swinging. Well, it, but he'll, he, he's broken it down. He's gone over. He'll he's say like, here's the Osmond's pad. You know, like yeah, he'll show. He's cleaned it up. He's going, look, yeah. if you watch right here, you can see there's no way that this step, this is not the way a human knee lifts. This is a human knee. This is a Sasquatch. And he, so he has a lot of these. He's done it to the Freeman footage. He's done it to uh, countless videos. This one is called um, the night, a night visitor. What are they saying? Okay, that's oh, I, what it's I love this one. This is a fascinating video. Um, basically, the video is a grainy night vision camera set in a tree filming down onto a picnic table with a cooler on it. Cooler has some food in it as bait, and it was chained to the table. What you see in the video is it when he cleans it up, it's it's not great to to see. But it's like two feet kind of stepping into the thing and grabbing this cooler. And then you kind of see it jerk. And you can kind of hear him moving around. But you hear some interesting talking. Um, That's one of my favorite things because it you can hear this thing go like into this huge <laughs> echoing call that is so big and loud. There's also right before this, and I'm trying to find it. I don't want to sit here and try to find it. It, it also sounded frustrated. Different places, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Because it was chained down, but it, you could almost be like, ah, dang it. It sounds like Navajo. That's exactly, and that's 
goes back to exactly what you were saying in the beginning. If this guy can talk, most of the words, most of these things that you hear are... Yeah, it sounds like Navajo. It sounds like abbreviated yeah. Navajo yeah. speak. Yeah. In this video, at the beginning, you can actually hear this thing, and it might just be sounds, but he says, Enoch. Very clearly, Enoch. Yeah. Which, there, Enoch is a biblical reference. Um, it might just be, uh, it sounds very much like a Native American word. Yeah. In fact... I, I don't know. I don't know much about Native American languages. I know what they sound like. I know the, the ten, you know the the basic sound of them. And and like I said, even in my ignorance, as a as a as a dumb white man, that to me sounds very much like yeah Native American. It does speech. sound like a yeah. spoken language. That yeah. Hear that open up? Yeah. That's crazy. I did also, when I was doing a little bit of that research that I was telling you guys about, they did say that there were some tribes that would speak to them through sign language. Really? So that was, yes. Yeah, so that was a, th- a way that they would communicate, but also that they they knew of some of the elders in the tribes growing up speaking to them and uh, respecting them and holding them to quite a a high I guess not standard but they they kind of held them in high regard. Yeah. Well, and uh, I actually when I lived in New Mexico for five years, which ugh, but uh, it, what we took were, you down there? Uh, my dad's job. Oh. But we we basically were surrounded by the largest uh, Navajo reservation wow. in in the world. Wow! Um, and so I mean, we had gone to we go to powwows and and all those things, and and you would get to hear them, and it that's what it sounds like. Yeah. you know, it's very similar to the language. Yeah. Um, to me, that makes a lot of sense. You know, your research that you did, we know that the this is another one. Sorry, it played when I plugged it in, but uh, we know that that the the Native Americans held these things sacred. There are Sasquatch in Native American totem. Totem poles have a symbol for Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. Native Americans invented the word for Sasquatch. In their drawings, their paintings, uh, there are clear, clear pictures of Sasquatch. I mean, it's not... Oh, here's a man, and here's another man, and then here's, I'm not a very good artist, so here's a slightly larger man. It's, here are two figures that we can tell are men, and here is something that is considerably larger, that has a domed head, and is covered in fur, and is drawn like somebody saw a fucking Sasquatch and drew a picture of it. Yeah. I actually pulled up the cave drawings on my phone right and, now. And they're, they're clearly of, of what you and I think of a Sasquatch mm-hmm. to be. In fact, so much so that we can look at it and go, well, that's clearly a Sasquatch. We'll also tweet those out. Right. So, uh, uh, but, but the thing is, is that we know those things, we know all of those things are real. We know all of that exists within their, their culture, within their lore, and it has for a long time. So why wouldn't they have had some communication if they were this familiar, not just sightings, yeah. but enough to make them sacred creatures within their I mean, they would almost want to communicate with them if they were trying to either warn them about um, ways to stay safe or the white man, what have you. We should call that the Area 52 theory, that they were really plentiful and the Native Americans knew about them. And then when the diseases were brought over, that wiped them out and they were like, we can't Mm -hmm. be around this. We should call that the Area 52 theory. We're (laughs) trademarking it. I think, well... Look, there's there's also here here's one other video. This one was called uh, the shed. What's the exact name of it? Sasquatch voices in a shed. Um, a guy had had things going wrong, things getting messed up in his shed. He had a couple sightings, so he put an audio recorder out and he captured these. Now, this is a little different one to me, um, which again speaks to what we were saying about maybe the hierarchy. Maybe this is a juvenile because <clears throat> that other one sounded big. And yeah. old. It almost sounded regal and majestic. Not majestic, but... Like it was about yeah. to pound its chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. deep. This one, <laughs> and and this is another one from M.K. Davis. He hypothesizes that perhaps Sasquatches can mimic 
which makes a lot of sense uh, if they could do animal calls. And I mean, we know we know that there's at least video, whether or not it's real, of people calling out to Sasquatch and getting a howl or a mm-hmm. scream in return. And if they can communicate and let's say let's put this on the table and say, OK, they 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 can they can mimic. They learned the language of Native Americans and they at least can do primitive speech at that point. Maybe they are mimics. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so this one is interesting because this one sounds more like a younger Sasquatch that hasn't maybe figured out communication. Now, now you listen to this and you go, this could just be a dude making noises in his shed. But why would you just choose to go, I, 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 I? When you, when you said it was in a shed, all I could think about was, uh, this and Butthead, how they used to go in the, the guy's shed that sounded like, um, listen to that. Hank Hill. Dang it, them boys are in my shed whacking it again. <laughs> Could be Beavis and Butthead whacking it. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. But, but when I listen to this, I hear more... When I listen to the other one, I hear direction. I'm, I'm making sound in regard to my emotion, my frustration. This sounds like... I mean, I mean, I mean nothing, no disrespect by this, but if you've ever been around somebody with a severe mental handicap uh, who can't really communicate what they're trying to say. And it's just a series of uh, noises and things. I don't want to try to even do their noises. I apologize. I'm not. But this to me sounds like that. It sounds like somebody who has emotion and has intent to say something, but it's. But can't. You know, like, like just hearing noise and making sound cuz yeah now again this could just be some dude in a shed making noises but at the same time we've heard you hear monkeys and apes (laughs) so what is this is it an is it a sasquatch is it an ape or is it just some guy in a shed and i guess that's the real question about any bigfoot yeah is it an ape is it a beast? Is it magic? Or is it some dude in a shed? Or is it some dude in a shed? <laughs> That's where we're going to leave it tonight. So go to area uh, underscore 52 underscore podcast. Um, and we will tweet out all of the videos from today's episode. Uh, we will also tweet out pictures from the uh, Native American uh, cave drawings, as well as most of the stuff we talked about on on uh, today's podcast. Um also, follow us at Comedian Marcus, at The Eric Ripley, at Dose of Danimal. You can find all of those on our Twitter online. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to subscribe on iTunes or follow us on the Earhole Media Network. Thank you once again. Guys, anything to say in, in closing? Uh, we did a really good job staying on topic. Yeah, I thought we, I thought right. we did a good job yeah. this I wish week. we could have kind of covered Bigfoot more. I mean, I'm sure that that won't we be will. the last time. We will. In fact, I, this is what I want from you guys. I want to hear what you think. I want to know what you think about these Bigfoot, Bigfoot vocalizations. I want to know what you think about what they are. Where do they come from? What do they think of us? What are we to them? Is there any truth to the fact that do our government... Do you have any story? Do you have a story? Have you seen a Bigfoot? Do you have any pictures? Do you have anything out there? Like I said, again, we sound like the Ghostbusters, but we're ready to believe you. We want to talk to you. So contact us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you've seen. Thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and close the doors here at Area 52. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna rise right out of the ground Ain't no grave 
can hold my body down Well, look way down the river And what do you think I see? I see a band of angels And they're coming after me Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, look down yonder, Gabriel Put your feet on the land and see But Gabriel, don't you blow your trumpet Till you hear from me There ain't no grave can hold my body down Ain't no grave can hold my body down Call yourself the devil's favorite demon. <laughs> But you, sir, are no demon. The devil. I'd like to let you in on a little secret, man. Well, meet me, Jesus, meet me. Meet me in the middle of the air. And if these wings don't fail me, I will meet you anywhere. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, meet me, mother and father. Meet me down the river road. And mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down You ought to be careful who you say those things in front of Because you never know who might be listening <laughs>